to Benton Bags with Aaron and Chris. Let's see how juicy today's board is. Bro. Uh... I don't want to alarm anybody, but uh, I'm legitimately watching the first, the worst Monday night football game I think I've ever fucking seen. Sixteen ten Steelers. Bro, what? Dude, first down. Dude, just to contextualize this as like a point in time in history, uh, the Steelers are three and seven. Okay. And the Colts are four and six and one. (laughs) And going into December, this is who plays Monday night. It's uh, pretty embarrassing, actually, if you think about it. Just pour my dog some food. It's not embarrassing. That's a stupid word. I feel like I was just distracted. That's the reason I said it. Um, maybe embarrassing. The thing, the thing is, is like, I personally feel, and this is why I keep talking to people, is like, why wouldn't you just flex like the entire second half of the schedule meaning like you have to give like two weeks notice to when you are going to be playing whether it's the 10 the 1 the 5 or the Monday or Thursday well maybe on Thursday Thursday is tough well I think you can still do Thursday too. And then, and then just make it about primetime matchups and primetime. You know what I'm saying? That's what we need is just primetime matches and primetime. Because, like, this is not... I think the Titans are 7-3 and three in the AFC South. And the I think the Ravens are 7 and something. Maybe 7-4. and four. I mean, put them against each other. I don't even know who played this week. And I know things, <coughs> that's actually another part of the question and my theory or hypothesis. And I was actually going to go back and look at this. Garbage. Garbage flag. I don't even, this is the worst game. Um, if the Monday after Thanksgiving do they purposely put dog shit like this? Just because they have to put it somewhere. And they're more of like... It's more of like a scarcity play. Where it's like, this is the only game you get, so you might as well watch it. But I mean, like, as a gambler, I have just have no sexual attraction to gambling on this game. Originally, that's what I was going to do is I was going to place a wager 
and just you guys could like hear me talk under my breath for fucking 19 more uh, minutes of playing time. Sounds dope. Oh my god, they just fumbled this game. <laughs> oh my fucking god. This game is so bad. This game is so bad. I'm not gonna cough in your ear. <coughs> this game is so bad. This game is so bad. This game is so bad. <laughs> Dude, I'm at the four, four minute 29 second mark. This game is so bad. <laughs> Matt Ryan tried to hand it off and fumbled it. And then. Oh, he had it, and then the defensive the, the defenseman just ripped it from his arms. So the Steelers got the ball back. <laughs> this game is trash, dude. Oh my god. Oh my god. This is crazy. Legitimately, the worst, the worst professional football game I think I've ever sat through. If my whole family wasn't asleep right now, and this is what I was spending my time doing, I would question how happy I am as a person. <laughs> like, ignoring my family to watch it. Goodness grief. Um, what? Guys, IHOP is serving salmon? I can't tell if that's real or not. That's so fucking crazy, bro. Dude. I think Archie Manning is teaching Tim Chima how to drive stick <laughs> happening dude these commercials <laughs> oh my god that's that's something dude it's something <clears throat> okay now I'm just like spacing hard so I'm not gonna Make you guys sit through that. Um, also, there's a commercial on television right now. Like, if I say anything about, I would get in trouble. So, <coughs> all right, you guys don't need to sit through that. Um, betting this weekend for sure. Is the season, baby. All right. This has been betting bags, but wait before you go. There's a few rules that you might want to know. Number one, only bet on games you want. Number two, don't bet more than you're willing to tell your wife. Gamble respond
bitch there doggy uh your boy shout out to your boy fucking 723 at night leaving the Y asked my wife to uh go get a sauna in cause I got the crud I don't think I have covid because it's not like a lung hacky thing. I just kind of feel it in my sinuses. It, it almost feels like bad allergies is the best way to describe it. Like, I don't feel tired or any of that bullshit. Um, <clears throat> see, there's, there's the crud I was talking about. So, got the sauna in. Man, dog, I cannot fucking tell you how good I feel after a fucking sauna holy shit i have been um slacking on getting in the sauna recently just because it's like it's just additional 20 on what i'm trying to do with my life and it's a 20 minute drive one way so it's like literally an hour (laughs) just to go in the fucking sauna uh but like when i do it first of all i just put my head down when I was in the sauna and all my sinuses drained <laughs> to the vents. It was actually like pretty gross, but also I've never seen that happen to me before where my entire congestion just poured out of me like water. It's pretty great. Remember squirt the, uh, the like waxy bottle sugar drinks. Remember those? Anyone? Anyways, my skin feels fucking amazing. I literally feel like I have like a new life in me. Uh, because I used the sauna. It was like everything I needed it to be. And now the hard thing is like I want to go home and get a little stoned. But I... Uh, I know what it'll do. It'll make my sinuses flare up and I'll just be stuffed. And I don't know if anyone's ever gotten stoned with a stuffy nose. It is a weird sensation. It's very, it's very weird. You know what else is a weird sensation? Being like really full after a meal with a stuffy nose. That feels bizarre. Not something that you feel all the time. You know what I'm saying? But... I just can't explain to you how good my skin feels, how I feel, like it, it was it was literally exactly what I needed, and that bitch was hot, It I was struggling, it, it was fucking 200 on the sh- top shelf, 140 on the bottom, and I think I got to 16 minutes on the top shelf, um, and it, it, like, one of the lifeguards opened the door at one point for an extended amount of time to some little idiot teenager. If if I had the tolerance that I used to have, that, that would have pissed me the fuck off. I couldn't have appreciated it more. <laughs> it was like, exact. he was saving my life. Um, 
Anyways, <clears throat> I get on the mic to talk to you all because, first of all, your boy, I got no pulse on the on the beat right now. Too too sporadic. I do I do I do it to I do it to be compelled to stay engaged with the sport in front of me. Boy got no beat. You got no beat. I'm not even gonna. Well, I hit a fucking uh, max bet last Sunday, but it was almost like a guarantee. Like I just knew, I knew it was gonna hit. That's not true. I I didn't hit it. I think I owe money. Yeah, that feels more right. Anyways, gambling sports, dude. I'm having such a fun fucking time with it. Uh, we're about to get into like the best time of year, back to back to back to back to back. Like all the things everybody loves. And here's what I was gonna get on the mic and do, and we'll see how this goes. I'll post it anyways. But sometimes I just like to talk at you guys. Sometimes it's just good to try to articulate it. Because sometimes the best thing you can do for yourself, right, is just articulate how you're feeling or in pursuit of it. It strengthens your understanding. It's actually called the protege method. Very common coaching technique. So let's talk about it, okay? I think we all have versions of this. I have, I've had a, I've had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Everything's great. Family life couldn't be better. So this isn't really on the back of that, I guess. <coughs> Excuse me. You don't want to listen to that. One more time. <laughs> My apologize. Um, this is on the back more of, uh, I guess, just like work and like how I fill my time. So I have felt a little bit of a void lately, and I know I'm not clinically depressed. So that's why it's uh, when I feel it, it's really bothersome. Because it's like, I know this isn't your current state, so let's figure out what's going on because we can get out of this. That's that's where my head goes. Um, I live with someone that's clinically, clinically depressed. Like, we talk about it. I support her when she has her moments. I know what clinical depression looks like, and it's not that. So I try I try to be very mindful in when I talk about it because I don't think it's fair to people that actually have been diagnosed. And I feel like depression, anxiety, stuff like that, you can experience it for sure. But it's not fair to those that are struggling because if you're just a dramatic person, it discounts their uh, experience, right? So, like, that's, that's my reasoning. Anywho. The other day, in my in my shit, and uh, I heard a wonderful quote, a fucking wonderful quote that fully encapsulated where I've been at. Like I was on the fucking border of getting a therapist to help me figure out what it was, and this is what it is. Ready? You're figuring it out in your twenties. You're mastering it in your 30s, and you enjoy it in your 40s. I am on the doorstep of 40. I got 
a year and change left. My 39th birthday is coming up. But that is the perfect, the perfect articulation to how your boy's feeling, or was feeling rather, is that I wanted to experience more joy in the moment and I was putting myself in circumstances that would not feed that desire. So let me tell let me break it down, right? Your boy has a thing he does every morning, right? It's called sabers. It's called silence, which is meditation, affirmation, which is what it is, visualization, which is just like looking forward to your day and visualizing what a good day looks like for you, okay? Exercise, no brainer. Read like a book. Uh, sometimes I read newsletters and scribe, which is journal. I think everyone should fucking journal. Journaling is like one of the best revelations I've had in my adult life, okay? Here's what I was doing with that. I was treating it like a fucking ritual, like it was a religious ceremony, and being like, I am faithful to these motions, therefore I should receive good things. Right? Not the act in itself and what I can get in that moment, but it was like, okay, meditate, check, okay, affirmations, check, but check, and it was like, I was looking at it as like a task list and not the event that was in front of me, right? So if I take a different framework to that, okay, and enjoy those moments, feel a lot better. I got to be honest. And also, more thoughtful at work and who I engage with. Because I think we've all had versions of this. There's ways to engage at work where you can get into the toxic shit and be involved in conversations where it's like, what is this going to give me? Is this just a ventilation uh, mechanism so that I can feel better in the moment, like a pressure valve release? Is it feeding dopamine, right? Is it short-term satisfaction? I have like cut people off in my life at work that and it's not fair to put it all on them but our relationship is all just the like uh can you believe them i've abandoned them entirely to the point where it's like awkward but it's like i now spend my days in things that not only I enjoy, but are significantly more productive, okay? So, what I'm getting at is like a sustainable happiness model, right? And what I find to be true is that life is a flywheel of if you put yourself into positive reinforcement and circumstance and focus on the good, You're going to catch L's. That's just a part of life. But then like, what's the opportunity in the L? What's the opportunity that you can take on to perfect your life or use to teach others to benefit them? Right? That's the beauty life gets. That's the beauty that life is. And I heard someone say that 
very early on, or pretty, like, I think I was in my 20s, someone was describing joy, and they said that uh, joy joy is the appreciation of all emotions, so like when you're sad, you 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 appreciate it, you're not like, oh yeah, cool, I'm sad, this is the best experience ever, it's like, no, you're sad right now, you're going to have this moment, you embrace having this moment, appreciate it for what it is, and that you're a caring person, right? And then you keep it moving. Like that's a that's a beautiful thing, right? Uh, at least in my opinion. So I, I'm cooking, guys. I really I I I really feel like there's a lot of good things, and I'm gonna start putting a shit ton of more energy into things I love. I fucking love this. Okay, I think personally. Aaron Kirby and I are two of the best podcasters ever. I ge- I genuinely do, right? Because <clears throat> I don't think a podcast should be the smartest, most professional people, unless it's in context of like, I don't know, like Andrew Huberman as an example of that, right? I think two, two bros shitting around is a good hang. And that's what Aaron and I have. I can get on the phone with Aaron and we can just go and fucking talk about whatever. I don't even remember how we ended the call today, but we ended up hanging up and it was not even related to anything else that we were talking about. So you guys are fucking lucky is basically what I'm trying to say because like I'm in. Like this is what I need. So to that point, I think I figured out the best way to gamble. Okay. I'm going to teach you this, right? Have I said this yet? Who knows? You can tell me in the comments of of nothing because I don't have a comment section to suck my cock. When you look at a game, right? Look at the matchup, right? Here's one. Panthers, Seahawks, okay? Coming up this Sunday. I know because I'm a fan of the Seahawks, right? Shout out Gino. Comeback player of the year. Pete Carroll, coach of the year, TBD. Um, think about that matchup, right? Think about what's going to happen in that game. With any, without anything else, just think of the matchup, okay? Think about it. Panthers don't have a quarterback. Probably have okay defense. Seahawks are notorious for playing down to their opponents. I think it's been a fucking one-score game for, like, the past four weeks. They've also lost a little bit. What's it, What's going to happen in that game, right? Form your opinion. Don't be a pussy. Don't be a cuck. Don't be one of those fucking bitch-ass motherfuckers that doesn't think for yourself and, and form your own opinion of what you think will happen. Think about it. Think about the outcome of that game. All right? Now, look at the lines. Okay? If you thought about the outcome of that game with the conviction that you just went through, the lines are secondary to that outcome, right? So let's just say 
let's just say it's like a it's like a minus eight Seahawks. I could totally see that. I have no fucking idea, right? How does that correlate? I I, I bet you the over under is like forty four or forty five or some bullshit. I again, I have not looked. How does that correlate to your outcome, right? Right? Will the Seahawks win? I think so. Will they cover? Whoa. Right? That's the biggest thing. Is it going to be a two-score game in the fourth quarter for the Seahawks, right? Two scores, meaning it will take the Panthers two types of scorings, like a like a field goal and a touchdown, right? It will take two times putting points on the board. Are they going to cover that in the fourth quarter? Will it be that much of a margin? I bet you know what to do now, right? I bet you know what to do now with your fucking time and what to bet and take that on. You hear what I'm saying? Go do that then. Don't just use my example. Rewind this tape, right? Rewind it. Think of another matchup, right? Think of the matchup. What's going to happen? Then look at the lines, right? Go through the matchups. Write down what you think is going to happen. Then look at the lines. That is your order of operation. My name is Chris. Thank you.